0: They see that the device works properly then release me i do much doubt it you see before you reactivated it i reversed the polarity of the neutron flow but, you
1: realize what will happen
0: oh yes do you well, i've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the tardis should be free of the force field now Hello and welcome to Reversing Polarity, a Doctor Who fan cast where um, an ancient extraterrestrial entity breaks through the barriers of time to <laughs> show us just how gay Doctor Who can truly be. Yes, you landed Thank you. it. My name is Rosie and my pronouns are they/them.
1: My name is Aim and my pronouns are also they/them.
0: And this episode, we watched The Awakening by Eric Pringle.
1: It's going to take a lot for me not to just pop to the cup and get some Pringles, going to be honest. We actually have them in.
0: Pringles are very good. Pringles are very good. Right? I mean, imagine growing Uh, up and your name is Eric Pringle. Like, that's a god-tier name.
1: (laughs) When did Pringles become Pringles? I mean,
0: a while ago. When were Pringles invented? Let's find out. Okay, let's get the Pringle Wikipedia. It's American. Horrendous. Uh... (laughs) Um, 1968. 1968, Okay. okay. He probably... Yeah, he probably so would have been alive. Probably had a little bit probably of a... Probably
1: would have been alive. Yeah. Would have had some of the Pringle-ness. Um, Think yeah. you know that there's a Pringle flavour called Loud Margarita <laughs> I don't know what makes <laughs> what it loud. Makes it this loud? is not a Pringle cast.
0: I mean, we could we should pitch that to somebody. I'm sure someone will pay us money to make a Pringles podcast. But yes. um, So The Awakening. Yes, The Awakening. It's a five Tegan and Turlough story. Ugh. I mean, you must have loved this, I'm because was like barely in it. Yeah, I'm glad you're starting to He like wasn't there him. much I'm glad you're starting to all. Like him. <laughs> he compliments
1: five <laughs> super well in this.
0: Yeah, compliments. Oh, this is your plan all along. compliment.
1: <laughs> I'd seen this one before. I had not. A while ago. Um, it, it's the first story that I found myself actually understanding the Fifth Doctor.
0: Fair enough. Because I'd seen
1: a few of his stories, and I was like, he's a little vanilla. <laughs> He is. He is not doing a. What, what is he? And, and who, then who you realise he's a
0: snarky little guy.
1: He's just a sassy <laughs> little bitch. Um. So I have a lot of affection for the story just because it's what I just loved that realisation. Yeah. And yeah. It's a that is always a good realisation to have.
0: To be like, oh yes, I yeah. understand this doctor. I have unlocked this doctor.
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for you to have it with four.
0: <sighs> one day. I like him <laughs> so fine. Very unconvinced. I like him fine. Um. Yeah, no, I hadn't seen this before. I do like Five Tegan and Turlo. They are, of course, the dream team in The Five Doctors.
1: Uh, That's true. And
0: then, like, I'm trying to think of what other Five Tegan and Turlows I've watched. Not many, to be fair. Um, um But I enjoy the Tegan and Turlo the... dynamic.
1: <laughs> they have very good sibling magic. It is
0: M.L.M. Wooler were hostility. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. But yeah, I was very intrigued by the premise of this story, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm looking forward to discussing it in the course of our episode. Yeah, shall
1: we? Shall we dive yeah. straight in? So the year is 1984. The Doctor, Tegan, and Harlow arrive in Little Hodcombe, a small English village, looking forward to spending some time with Tegan's <laughs> grandfather. They soon discover that all is not well. Tegan's grandfather is missing and the locals are reenacting the English Civil War battles from 1643. With the past mixed up with the present, can the Doctor stop the games before an evil entity hidden in the village church awakes?
0: It's a great question.
1: It's such a great it really premise. Is. It also pulls up on some like favourite Who tropes, like <laughs> little village, evil entity and church.
0: Oh, it's the it's, it's War Games. Yeah. Oh god, the war game. Don't use the word war games in Doctor Who. Doctor Who, don't you know what you're doing to us? <laughs> you are invoking the sacred right of gallifrey law <laughs> you're invoking the sacred texts <laughs> do not speak to me of the ancient <laughs> i was there when they were written in 1969 <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean as an english civil warhead i did enjoy some of the some of the uh reenactment stuff that was interesting mm.
1: as, as as of incredibly it, it's been about a decade since i last cared about the english civil war looked fairly accurate to me i love
0: that you can put a date on that
1: well we used to when i was a kid we used to go on holiday to corf castle ah. and they would usually have civil war reenactors there so i would get in really into it every single time we were down at corf and the. well i'm sure i told there. you
0: before i did civil war reenactment so yes that's what rings a bell
1: <laughs> and yet does not surprise me pictures at on Twitter all. i'm sure um, good
0: Once I got to threaten a man with a frying pan, and that was like the peak of my reenactment time. And after that, I just sort of lost the sparkle of not being able to threaten men with frying pans more.
1: You do know you can do that. Yeah, but it was really
0: empowering to do it while dressed as a Civil War child.
1: Again, you can do that on
0: any given day. (laughs) Alright, episode one. Um, On the 13th of July, 1643, two forces came to the village of Little Hodcombe during the English Civil War and destroyed each other. As the story begins, roundheads are riding horses in the village of Little Hodcombe with little regard to the villagers around them. It is not 1643, but 1984. Always a fun one. Can
1: we take a moment to talk about the editing in this section? Feel free (laughs) I found it absolutely wild because you're cutting between like this older woman in, in like a stables just poking her head in and then you're cutting to like hoofbeats. You're watching the horses and you're hearing the oh. hoofbeats. And then you cut the quietness, and then the, the audio contrast is weird, yeah. and there's no incidental music. Yeah. This is a really incidental music, light story. Yeah, yeah, actually,
0: now that you mention it. It was a
1: weird choice. It's a
0: very strange story, because it's sort of trying to do a kind of ghost story thing, but then it doesn't build a lot of the atmosphere that you would expect from that. Like, it still mm. gets it, because, like, inherently a lot of it is quite atmospheric, but feels like it it's can be more. It's not a spooky more.
1: atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they could definitely have done more with like echo or some yes. form of consistency. A school
0: but... teacher Jane Hampton is convinced that her fellow villagers led by the local magistrate Sir George Sir... <sighs> I didn't think George was going to be the word that got me this time.
1: So is George. Led
0: by the local magistrate, Sir George Hutchinson have taken their reenactment of a series of battles too far. Hutchinson tries to assure her that the games are a harmless event to celebrate the war. When Hampton asks him to stop the games, Hutchinson ignores her. What I like the most about this is that it's not even a significant anniversary of 1643. Like, oh, it's the 341st anniversary? That's really important.
1: maybe this has been happening for 300 years every every year a week is just taken up by these reenactments yeah like
0: that's entirely possible and that seems the most likely but it's also hysterical to me that they would be doing that i know it's expensive it's an expensive hobby
1: (laughs) that's why i'm saying it must be an annual thing like they've just got to have this year after year after year they're not going to invest in it for a one-off
0: it's a wild one The Doctor promises to take his companion, Tegan, to 1984 so she can spend some time with her grandfather, Andrew Verney. He sends the coordinates to Little Hodcombe, where where Verney resides, but the TARDIS experiences some turbulence and lands in what appears to be a structurally unstable church. The turbulence bit is so good. It's just, they stand around while the soundtrack goes, (laughs) (laughs) and then Tarlow looks a bit worried and then they all just leave. And to be fair, That's, Mark it, it's Strickson not quite is very good-looking. Slightly worried. That's a very—he's very, he's very that good is, at it. his
1: default, mm. really.
0: Um, yeah. Also, I like what appears to be a structurally unstable church. It is a structurally unstable <laughs> church. Oh, Tardis wiki.
1: I do love me a abandoned church. Yeah, I
0: do. I do love an abandoned church. Um, Beautiful. The Doctor, Tegan, and Turlow watching on the scanner, see a man in 17th-century clothing flee from the church. The Doctor dashes out to help him, but the man has vanished. Tegan is convinced that they have landed in the wrong time, but Turlow has checked the TARDIS coordinates and they are in 1984. He sounds so fucking insulted. Yeah, what I like about Turlow as a companion is that they let, like, he's kind of ended up replacing Nyssa on the technological end of it, but he's not actually Mm. a scientist, he just relies on the instruments, which I quite enjoy. He can read the instruments. He doesn't have a particular investment in learning how they work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but he trusts in them more than Tegan does because he's from a planet like he's from another planet. So he's like, Yeah, no, I've I've, I've used spaceships before, I get it, I understand. Um unlike you And he hasn't Tegan. spent as long yeah. travelling
1: with the doctor. Yeah.
0: And got used to how
1: badly it can go. Um
0: as the doctor and his companions pursue the man, smoke billows from a crack in the wall. Woo! It's very dramatic. It's so good. God.
1: I really like it it's like again a setup for a story.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's like what's going on. It's really strong. It makes you wonder, which is, you know, difficult sometimes. Um Eventually, the three travellers are captured by Captain Joseph Willow and taken before Hampton and Colonel Ben Wolsey, who apologise for the poor treatment. Hutchinson arrives and explains <laughs> the town is celebrating the anniversary of the Battle of Little Hodcombe. He urges him to join in the celebration. Tegan is told her grandfather is missing and runs outside. Fair. They're like, oh yeah, he's been missing for weeks or whatever, and it's like, what? <laughs> Wait, and you're just fighting? Yeah, it's, it's an odd one. Um... Mm. yeah i like that the setup is that tegan is visiting our grandfather or they would simply not have come um which is enjoyable <laughs> like they, they feel the need to justify their presence in the town and their 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 need to search for this missing guy whereas usually it would just be oh no someone's missing We go look for him not just because <laughs> he's tegan's granddad because it
1: happens to be a relation yeah, yeah.
0: um Tegan Upset is crying when someone steals her handbag. She tries to get it back. Bad day for Tegan. Yeah. She tries to get it back and runs into a barn where she finds the ghost of an old man. Absolutely hysterical. This guy yes. just grabs the yes. bag out of her hand. Yes. It's yes. so weird. Like, she's just sat there and then a hand comes in from out screen and goes, yoink! So <laughs> Poor good. Poor Tegan. Her outfit, by the way, is perfect. Oh, she's got like this very
1: brightly coloured, almost painted oh, dress on. I need on. it. I need um, it mustard tight yes. and red Yes, shoes. i need it i, I need the whole thing it. i
0: need the fit where to cop same <laughs> like um the doctor returns to the church and meets a 17th century peasant will chandler who emerges from a wall i'm always doing that a like will
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he has been hidden in a priest hole
1: specifically church walls or just any wall that you come
0: across he has been hidden in a... In, no, it's just just walls, generally. I'm like the Kool-Aid man. Um, He has been hidden in a priest hole and believes <laughs> the year to be 1643. Now, I understand this as a term. A priest hole generally wasn't in a church. That was very
1: funny to assume that it was. <laughs> like, it's a great... You can imagine Eric Pringle's misunderstanding of the yeah, term.
0: A priest hole, for the listener's it's... benefit, is where they used to hide Catholic priests in, like, stately homes when it was illegal to be
1: Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: it, God, just... Such a strange misconception that I enjoyed a lot. Um, Turlo rescues... Ter- I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do you it. Can do it. You can do Terlo it. Turlo rescues Tegan from the barn, and they return to the TARDIS. There is a sparkly projection on one of the walls. I love these sparkly projections. So good. It's it's, very, it's 80s. very 80s. It's like chunky pixels. Yeah, it's just these chunky white pixels, and they're like mm, that doesn't look right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Doctor and...
1: Oh no, it's in the TARDIS yeah. already. Meanwhile, the Doctor and we'll Willow investigate the
0: church. Tegan and Turlough leave the TARDIS and are recaptured. Turlough is locked in a building with Verney and stays there for the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> mark Strickland needed a holiday,
1: mm. question mark.
0: Um, Willow forces Tegan to change into a 17th century costume. She is to be Queen of the May and then they're going to set her on fire or something. It's not really clear uh, until later when they tried to set her on fire. Yeah, they
1: could have gone more mm. with
0: that. Uh the Doctor and Will find a secret passage to Ben Woolsey's living room under a slab marked with a picture of a creature that Will identifies as the Malice, or Malice, or something. Malice? Yeah.
1: It... I definitely I'm heard it con- as Malice, I'm just as in... continuing
0: our tradition of pronouncing things lots of ways. Um...
1: <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Coming the other way through the passage, the Doctor and Will meet up with Hampton, who found the, passengers- who found the passage's other end after being locked in Colonel Wolsey's office. They avoid Hutchinson, who has followed Jane down the passage, and the Doctor finds a small ball of metal. Fair enough. Um... The Doctor mm-hmm. identifies the metal as Tim Klavik, a metal mined by the pterolactyls on the planet Raga for the almost exclusive use of the people of Hackle, a planet in the star system rifter where psychic energy is a force to be harnessed. Whoa! Pterolactyls! Wow. Which I think might be from a previous, like... The Invasion. Uh, the not invasion? The Invasion. The Invasion is... Visitation. Visitation. Oh,
1: visitation. They're very similar. Visiting, Invasion, it's all a matter of perspective.
0: I like this when he just goes, oh, it's from a spaceship, and Hampton is like, you're shitting me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he goes, well, if you took it to any other scientist, they would tell you it had an extraterrestrial origin. I don't know why you're doubting me about this. We've got ghosts! <laughs> Returning to the church, the doctor and Hampton... And... Returning to the church, the Doctor and Hampton are astonished when a massive alien face pushes its way through the crack on the wall. This is perfect. This is perfect, Doctor Who. It is Who. incredible. It's perfect, Doctor Who. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, there's gigantic... It's, it is, exactly. Like-, <laughs> like, imagine
1: the face of Bo, yeah. but make it the 80s. Yeah. the
0: face of Bo, but made out of and stone give it- with big glowing green eyes.
1: <laughs> green glowing eyes. Or like
0: a green man carving, but huge.
1: Oh, it doesn't have the charisma of the no, green man no but like
0: the, the the shape of the green man
1: tall probably about eight foot tall
0: eight feet tall ten feet wide sort of blinks and moves its eyes around a little bit uh
1: got this very it's not quite a smile yeah. but it's almost and We a smile. end the
0: episode on hampton yelling doctor
1: it's so dramatic
0: and it goes on for quite a while uh, while the Doctor is, like, <laughs> screaming in psychic pain, which he's done twice this episode. It's a very Peter Davison uh, screaming-heavy episode. Yeah, there's
1: that great bit in the mid when he's just standing in the church and he can hear, like, echoes of the Civil War and he's just doubled it. It's a fantastic Peter Davison episode yeah, all accounts. Yeah, he's great.
0: Peter Davison gets a lot of time to spend being in pain on Doctor Who. Mm. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna there's hurt almost... you five. We're gonna hurt you bad.
1: <laughs> it just gets worse. It just worse. gets worse. Um yeah, it's also a relatively companion light episode, so there is a lot of fire
0: yeah. Like we shoot. say Teller gets locked in a cupboard or a closet perhaps for an episode and a half. Are
1: you saying that Teller's in the closet? I mean,
0: only physically. <laughs> Metaphorically, he is out of the closet. He has told everyone he knows.
1: Oh, we should do a special episode
0: on how did each character <laughs> come out according to us. Yep, fan fiction. Sounds good. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is a good episode. I will admit to finding the pacing of this story a bit weird. I don't know exactly what it was about Mm. it, but there was a lot, a lot, a lot of setup. And because it's only two parts, it feels like if it was a four part of the setup could have been split and we could have had some more like Tegan worrying about her granddad and some more introducing Hampton as a character and all this other stuff. I did like it, but it Mm. just felt,
1: strange. Yeah, I think so it was originally pitched as a four part story and they realised that they were fleshing it out, there wasn't enough for four episodes so they rightly decided to do it in two which is a choice they very rarely made when they could have made it more. Maybe three would have been like the nice middle ground. I don't know
0: it just feels like um, I mean just like I say I felt like there was almost too much setup, but that doesn't make sense because there wasn't I don't know how to explain it, it just felt weird, like slow. It feels like there's a
1: lot of telling rather than yeah, showing like you're given the information rather than encountering yeah, the yeah and i
0: enjoyed the sort of the bit where it's like oh is this civil war times or a reenactment or what uh but then they just sort of lay that it would out have been really, really fun clearly to,
1: yeah it'd be fun to have some more confusion <laughs> yeah. about that
0: cool episode Hell two
1: yeah. the creature roars and spews smoke they escape from the psychic projection of a cavalier and remove th- and return to the house via the tunnel The doctor realizes that the malice in the church was discovered by Verney and Hutchison. And Hutchinson, the latter tried to exploit the creature, but it used him by organizing the the war war games.
0: games. The war games. Whoa! What is it? The
1: war chief. (laughs) The psychic. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) the psychic energy released by the war games has fed the malice. The doctor and Jane again try to persuade Hutchinson to stop the games. The final battle will be for real. He refuses and orders Wolsey to kill the doctor. Once Hutchinson leaves, Woolsey joins forces with the Doctor. I'm really grateful to this
0: TARDIS wiki summary for teaching me the names of like 50% of the characters, because I simply did not learn them.
1: They're not well named. I was struggling. There's a guy with fantastic hair, Mm. and I wasn't, I don't want to note it down because I'm like, I don't know which guy it is with fantastic Mm. hair. Who knows? Very soft looking brown Do you mean the
0: one who was in charge of the Cavaliers? Because I don't know his name, but he did have fantastic hair.
1: I think so. I
0: couldn't tell if it was a wig or not, but it was very good.
1: It was good. I wanted it. Anyway. The Queen of the May, is, which yeah. is Tegan, is taken in a horse-drawn cart to the village green where she is to be burned. Hutchinson suddenly <laughs> notices that the Queen is not Tegan, but a straw dummy that has been put in her place by Wolsey. Mm. Hmm. Hutchinson becomes angry and orders his men to kill Wolsey and the others. There's a lot of ordering death about Yeah, and not this. a lot
0: of actual death.
1: No, very little actual death, which is very strange for this era of yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, just
0: Doctor Who generally, to be honest. Doctor Who in There's general, a lot yeah. a dying in Doctor Who.
1: Mm. Will appears in the nick of time and uses a flame torch to cause a distraction. This allows the Doctor, Hampton, Wolsey and Tegan to escape to the TARDIS. The Doctor locks the signal conversion unit on the frequency of the psychic energy feeding the malice, hoping to direct it. Willow and a trooper try in vain to break their way into the TARDIS. And Tarlow and Vernie knock them unconscious with lumps of masonry. <laughs> the doctor blocks the energy, and the projection of the malice in the TARDIS dies. The real malice desperately tries to drain all the psychic energy from Whoa. the villagers. It's basically an—is this the Colin Robinson? Of
0: the <laughs> <planetasus>? <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just to give it too much power, it'll replicate itself and then bore itself to death.
1: Maybe that—that that would have been a very funny way for the mm, story to mm. go. And then we'd have like a baby malice face.
0: Indeed.
1: He creates a corporeal projection of three roundheads who tried to kill the doctor and his allies. However, they are dazed and conf- However, the dazed and confused trooper stumbles from the TARDIS and into the main <gasps> church area, becomes surrounded by roundheads who decapitate oh him then vanish. It's a lot. Um hutchinson arrives and holds them all at gunpoint when the doctor tries to talk hutchinson out of the thrall of the malice willow attacks the group in the scuffle will pushes hutchinson into the mouth of Whoa. the malice destroying its medium which doesn't make yeah, any they never sense explain but i here for it
0: is. they're like oh yeah he has medium like nope. what
1: <laughs> yeah i think someone's like it compares it to like a psychic and the doctor's like no not like that but never really goes into mm. it Realising it has failed, the malice prepares to destroy itself and everything around it. The church begins to collapse and the Doctor leads the others, including Willow, into the safety of the TARDIS. The church then explodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good old little model blowing up, very reminiscent of our favourite, the demons.
0: Yeah. It's... Oh this... man, it's... yeah. There's this whole like rumor about a deleted scene where they blew up a lich gate, right? And I'm like, man, that sounds like Doctor Who. N- not
1: blew up. They um the we'll get to it behind the scenes excited to Sorry. <laughs> um inside the TARDIS, the, Doctor the Doctor's companions <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck off. I'm yeah. loving this. Inside the TARDIS, the Doctor's companions are surprised to see Will among them. The Doctor explains he must have been wrong in his assumption that Will was a psychic projection. The malice must have created a temporal rift, which allowed Will to slip into the future. The Doctor will take Will back to 1643. Tegan objects and asks the Doctor (laughs) to allow her some time to visit her grandfather. The Doctor is disgruntled, but is persuaded to stay in Little Hodcombe for a little while for I a need
0: like, a novel-length fanfiction set in like the, the two weeks that they spend <laughs> in Little Hodcombe. Drinking, Drinking tea. tea Turlow finally goes and buys a new outfit.
1: Needs <laughs> to. Um, Will being anachronistic.
0: Yep. To remain in this universe, the creature would have to reverse its polarity. And that's the end of the serial. It's only yeah. two episodes. It's a very simple story. What do it... you think? Well, I say simple in the sense that it can be wrapped up <laughs> within two episodes.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it works really well as a two-parter until you start to think about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, implications that have not been fully thought out by Eric Pringle. Which would have been really, really fun to explore. Yeah, I mean, I did just look this up in Inside the TARDIS, The Worlds of Doctor Who As It Happens, and it's only mention is that it is uh, essentially a reworking of the demons. <laughs> it, it It's like the sci-fi b-movie version of the
1: demons (sighs) but not as funny
0: yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's just the 1980s version of the demons it's like the evolution of conceptions of tv horror and you know special effects and all that kind of thing growing Mm. like disillusionment with chariots of the gods (laughs)
1: Hmm. I'm sort of following that thought through and thinking... Because the, 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 what makes the demons good is it's such a meaty episode. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on and it all thematically links together where I don't think this does. Yeah, it doesn't... Which could also be a, be a change in those those ten years between I the I think it would episodes. have
0: been interesting if they'd linked more with the Malice. I mean, we can talk about this in critique, but I think it would have been interesting if they'd talked more about what the English Civil War was and why the Malice fed on that specifically. Because, mm. you know...
1: Yeah, but there are so many other different conflicts and different types of psychic energy. They could have gone for something about industrialization. Yeah, like the
0: Luddites or whatever, and how
1: that causes disruption. Yeah, could
0: have, could have, didn't, could have. <laughs> An apple a day keeps the. Uh... No, never mind. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's a bit at the start where they hear an odd noise in the church, and he immediately as <laughs> a ghost, which is something that I would and do yeah, do. To that be makes honest. sense. You do Loved spend a lot of
0: time watching ghost hunting media.
1: Yes, I do. I have no regrets yeah. about it was this. I'm a regular
0: ghost facer. So.
1: I am. I I, I I have considered many a time going on one of those like ghost hunt <laughs> nights. I'm yet to do it, but maybe, maybe 2022 maybe, will be the year.
0: Maybe that does sound like fun. Year of yep. the ghost. <laughs> right um yeah i it's it's such a short episode that there's not a lot for anyone individually Mm. to do but the doctor is just having a like he's he's on a roll this episode like
1: he's on form it's i think there's a reason why this is the episode where i got him he's just on the top of his game um there's this bit in episode one where he wants to leave the sort of organizing room where they're organizing the games and rather than just going, he yeah, shoves yeah. the pieces <laughs> off the table and legs it. He's like, yeah, it. No, sure I
0: listen to you." Hilarious. Bye, and just runs. He's per- like, a lot of people. He's I think so have this conception dramatic. of Five is being quite staid and boring because his outfit is a- is he's admittedly quite boring. But then, like, you watch any episode with him in, and you're like, "Oh yeah, there he is." He's like, he's anti-authoritarian. He's a snarky little man. He likes to lie to your face. <laughs> He, he just thinks it would be funny he does he thinks he thinks it would be very funny um yeah i enjoy him very Bless
1: much Peter davidson i hope he's having a very yes, good absolutely. day you've got a couple of points here yeah um five
0: saying the words the war games made me feel a thing um <laughs> 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 just any any mention like even obliquely to the war games by a f- by a future doctor after two i go ah because that is like the n- like the, the the peak of hugely weirdly traumatic things that the Doctor never references, <laughs> never ever talks about. We don't even know how it properly ends. No, no that's the, like the entire thing Ugh. of season six B is that the Doctor never talks about it, so we don't know when any of that happens.
1: I can't wait for our three-part mini-series. On it's going to be games. really, really good. It's gonna be so um, good.
0: Yeah, and also just a quote that I really enjoyed from near the end. Teagan goes, "Aren't you forgetting something?" <laughs> he goes, "Probably. It isn't unusual. I've had a very hard day."
1: <laughs> I love him. I am obsessed. He, he is with me.
0: Him. Oh my god, he's Snarky so Little man. You could sample so much of Five's dialogue from this and go, "Oh yeah, that's a very like prototypical Five thing to say." He's very in character this serial, Definitely. and he, you know, he solves the mystery and he he helps everyone and all that and it's just good like he's like it's not an episode with a lot of substance but he's great in it so you know yeah
1: there's a great little bit where god what's her name um when hampton and the doctor are in the tunnels and she says you must stop him and he just goes yes i know <laughs> god i
0: love it i have to go now look if you're gonna be in trouble you'll need me to look after you me too uh. but you don't understand Let's talk about, about Turlough. He's because uh, uh, he's he's my best friend. He's he's my pal. He's he's my homeboy. My rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese. My good time boy. Thank you, Leslie Cravensworth. I had to look up the quote because I only remember like three bits of it.
1: Uh, I've got it memorized because I yell it at the Yeah, cat. that
0: makes sense. I just remember my sweet cheese pretty consistently. Um, I just love Turlough. Like he's barely in the cereal, but whenever he's in it, he is just being the grumpiest little man. <laughs> Which really fits And it makes with sense because he's stuck in this schoolboy outfit. Surely Five will have told them at some point he can change out of the schoolboy outfit and he just hasn't done it. Yeah. Like, come on.
1: I think I would I would like Turlow better if he stopped dressing like a public school schoolboy, because it is just asshole. Yeah, funded. no,
0: exactly. And he didn't even like being at the public school. He was doing all he could to get expelled. Why doesn't he change? He could wear whatever it's... they wear on
1: his home planet, which I bet it's is It's John Nathan
0: Turner's fault. That's my thoughts on the matter
1: okay okay if, if, we conti- if, if we take a moment to consider the choices that were made in female companions under JNT's tenure what was his thinking in this um, if his thinking in dressing especially Perry was this is what the straights <laughs> like right um, the, uh,
0: the, <laughs> what was his thinking he didn't here? want anyone to think Tyler was fuckable he wanted him to be the least fuckable <laughs> companion of all time and it didn't work
1: who is Harry the least Sullivan. fuckable companion <laughs> You had that that. I thought of it
0: immediately. Like, there's many companions that are unfuckable because they are children. But of the adult companions, Harry Sullivan is the least fuckable.
1: If we rule out the children. Yeah.
0: Write in to let us know. Um, We have an email, reversing.polarity.pod at (laughs) gmail.com.
1: We check it several times a year. Yeah,
0: no one emails us, (laughs) so we don't really look at it. Sometimes Redbubble emails us to tell me that the BBC has taken down one of my designs because they hate me personally.
1: (laughs) trying to think of... Of a more unfuckable
0: companion than Harry,
1: and I don't. Yeah, I like can. going
0: down the list, we got Ian and Barbara, both extremely fuckable. Uh, and then you got uh, Stephen, fuckable. Um, I imagine <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dodo. She's very cute. She's an adult, I think. It's been a while. It's hard to
1: tell. I think she's meant to be about
0: twenty-five. Uh, Dodo, uh, Sarah Kingdom, extremely yep. fuckable.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. We've got uh ben and polly obviously yes, jamie definitely two certainly um, think so.
1: i'd go there um as a
0: lesbian yeah. i'd go
1: there i mean jamie has lesbian vibes exactly that there, there, there is some gender that there's definitely a gender happening
0: liz yeah. of course oh my John, god sarah jane yes. obviously easy harry sullivan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is unfuckable. He's less fuckable. He breaks. He's this... less so than chameleon. I would argue because some people are weirdos. Some people are freaks. um And you could always use the does chameleon count? Yeah, um, and also because chameleon that? can shape into any form.
1: Yep, which is yes. the point.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely Harry Sullivan. <laughs> But if anyone has a le- if anyone going. has a different I mean maybe to fill out the time because this episode we do not have a lot of notes. <laughs>
1: this is gonna be a very short or we don't have um, much to say.
0: I mean after that we've got what Leela, absolutely, Romana one and two at the same yeah, time. No, please. Literally, I was about to say. Um <laughs> Nissa. Easy, yes. Tegan, Tegan. Yes, yes, obviously. Tarlow. He's low on the list, uh. but he's more fuckable than Harry Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> he has more of a personality death. that's true um and also he's twinkie so you know that helps i'm sure perry mel yep beautiful mel absolutely ace. <laughs> no question uh is does it, ace is like yeah. 19 right pretty sure sophie Aldred was like 25 when they were filming it cool um grace grace from the tv yes movie. of course yeah. she's a she's a heart yeah. surgeon
1: beautiful She's a heart surgeon who does surgery in her opera gown. Heart. Um
0: hot, hot, hot. Rose. Hot. Love her. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Easy, yeah. Um, Gorgeous. Martha Jones. Definitely made me have feelings. Martha
1: Jones. Um, we've just got to Martha in our New Who rewatch. We're about halfway through and she's so good. She's everything to me. I love her red, her red she jacket. Perfect. She she's She's so good.
0: There we go. I'm back. Um, Jack. Captain Jack. People seem to think so. <laughs> we don't personally find him very fuckable but that's because we <laughs> don't like John Barrowman. Yeah. Complicated. Donna Noble. Amy Easy, and Rory. that'd be fun.
1: That'd be a fun night. Clara. They do kind of have the hey, we saw you across the bar and we like your vibes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Vibes. Uh Clara, yeah. my wife. My yeah. beautiful wife. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I adore Bill. Bill is everything uh, to me. Yes. No, no question. question. Um <laughs> I think her. Graham might be less fuckable, but we're not like middle aged women, so <laughs> Is Graham less fuckable than that Harry Sullivan? That is a Sullivan? great question and one that we will be putting to the audience. Hello, audience. Um, can you please tweet us to let us know which is the less fuckable? Graham O'Brien, as played by Bradley Walsh, or Harry Sullivan? We're going to really upset
1: a lot of Harry John Sullivan Bishop! fans, but in fairness, that's a minority. It's a trifecta.
0: Which is the least fuckable? Fuck, marry, kill. God. Okay, probably... Uh, No, it's horrible. It's a horrible fuck, Mary kill It's horrible. It's a horrible one. We'll we'll, we'll say it's the characters, not the actors. Fuck Graham. Okay.
1: Yeah. Fuck Graham. Marry Dan because he seems nice.
0: Kill Graham as well. (laughs) Mm. I don't want to kill Graham. He's been through a lot. He's 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 a nice man. He just wants to have a cup of tea. Exactly.
1: And spend some time with his grandson, riding bikes on the, the Yorkshire Moors
0: let them have a good yeah. time oh yeah we missed Enjoying we missed unit. on the list didn't we Uh, probably fuckable yeah. oh yeah all well, the unit soldiers as well well obviously the brig is very fuckable <laughs>
1: <laughs> as the third, as doctor, the third knows. doctor
0: knows exactly. Um,
1: I did text you in the middle of the week to, to, to ask you which versions of the doctor have fucked Shakespeare and I and your reply yeah, of all of no, them all of them right
0: yeah all of them <laughs> yeah you're Every right single one all of them god what a conversation we've just had to avoid the fact that we have nothing to say <laughs> like reasons that victorian women have died in sensation novels and it's like the window is open for too long
1: <laughs> in fairness that yeah, irks no, exactly. me
0: um and then we've got i think tegan we can sort of use we can talk about more in the wife section so it's a bit bulkier than you as usual but she's great um yeah. doesn't have a great deal to do but that's part of the course
1: neither of the companions do i would argue that nobody has a great deal to do because the episode is all exposition yeah,
0: yeah that that's
1: I enjoyed oh it. It's a really fun yeah. exposition, but I think that's the heart
0: of why we don't have much to say about it. It's not character-centric in the way that we enjoy. Mm. On your knees. No. Inherently, I think that being a Cavalier for reenactment and wearing a Cavalier wig is a little fruity, but... Um, just like the right. entire concept definitely... of dressing up as like a Charles the uh, First sympathizer is like it's not great, but you end up <laughs> you end up looking just very liberace. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> and,
1: and there's something about the inherent homoeroticism of men fighting side Sorry, by I'm side. Sorry, I've just
0: realized what the outfit reminded me of, and it's the guy in Pocahontas when he has the song about gold. <laughs> And oh you my see God! how I glitter. That's what that that's what it made me think of. So it made me think of a violet okay. colonizer. <laughs> um, that's about right for but He Britain. has a queer-coded song in a Disney movie. Um, that there's such a shortage mm, of those. Mm. But yeah, not a very gay episode on the whole. Uh, I was sitting
1: there. I I spent a good half hour after I finished watching it, sitting there staring into space, thinking, "Is there gay something?"
0: Hampton wears trousers. Is there any queering of anything? And there's just not. She is also a middle-class woman in the countryside, so obviously she does. (laughs)
1: Um, you've also put here in all capital letters, "Look at him! Look at him!" Yeah, he's.
0: (laughs) This is also how I feel about five. This is also how I feel about five. Look at him. especially he doesn't do it
1: both of them look repressed episode,
0: but whenever he's wearing the little half moon glasses i think yep that's a that's a that's a gay man <laughs> um
1: i think mm, were were tegan and tello in modern who the showrunner would try and force romance on them mm,
0: and it i would think it depends work. on the showrunner if it's rtd they would be lesbian, gay hostility like they are in the classic series. Moffat, I'm not sure. If it's Moffat, then they... Because, like, I don't know that he would have I don't know that he would have a TARDIS team like this. Like... He, he seems, he to, doesn't pref- have the, he the seems to prefer like one-to-one doctor women in love with the Doctor? Aime, let me finish my sentence. He seems to prefer no. one-to-one on. Doctor companion teams. Like having Rory in was kind of like a you know, that was for like one season one and a half seasons. And then they went back to having the Doctor mm. and Clara and then the Doctor and Bill. Um, so he seems mm. to prefer the one-to-one thing. And then you get to Chibnall where he prefers having a big TARDIS team. So I think Chibnall might have a Tegan and a Turlo, but um i'm not sure whether chibbers would go romance or not because you i was th- i thought ryan and yas were gonna have a weird forced romance and then they didn't so
1: they definitely had like a moment of it yeah and then on. they sort of
0: gave up on it which thank god because thasmin rules my heart it, oh, i love them
1: every day i see new thasmin <sighs> fan art and I, I i i think things are gonna yeah, be okay it's good stuff um the other wife we've got here no we're not in wife yet not are we yeah i think I, was, I, I thought of of jodie whittaker and my heart yeah. went to wife
0: Let's go with uh, gender, quickly, just because I want to hear you justify <laughs> he... this one. one of these television chaps, then. Uh, I am no sort of chap, sir. What do you mean? Anachronistic
1: peasant boy definitely appeals to my gender aesthetic. There's something softly androgynous about that woven tunic that I wish I could pull off in modern society.
0: Yeah... I mean, that does make sense I-, I wish you.
1: to be confusing, out of place, and simple. Will
0: is a very strange character in that he's barely a character at all, but um, he does have... He, <laughs> he is, is there. The aesthetic.
1: I-, I just love his look. It's almost sort of like... There's something adric in the way he's yeah. styled. But with softer lines, if that makes any sense at all. It's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's just a grubby little boy. Mm, maybe that is part of my gender that I need to just sit and think about for a bit longer. Mm. Grubby gremlin-esque yeah
0: yeah no like there just we like go we see, it's just not a very not a very homoerotic episode and there's not really queer themes to the story unless you think about like i don't know the distortion of time and like the history but even that is done in
1: a non-interesting way
0: used as like a, a hammer to justification yeah, for crime like, It's very heteropatriarchy what they're doing, so you can sort of say that this is a story about how men ruin everything, but that's a lot of Doctor Who. Um, I think
1: it's also that because it hasn't given itself the time or space to let it be anything other than the norm, and that was the norm at the time and still is to an extent. And that's why, rather than any creative intent. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Fun. I enjoyed it. It's like it's like popcorn. Mm. There's not much there, but it's all enjoyable. Oh,
0: sure. Lots of people. And there's a woman. A woman. A woman? Hey. How are we getting to
1: wife City this um, time?
0: Um, well, we're walking through a slowly widening crack in an unstable church foundation. Certainly how I feel yep. today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then suddenly, boom, the church explodes, but we're in wife City
0: let's just power through it (laughs) let's just power through the whole thing please (laughs) okay
1: okay tegan is wife because have you seen her have you heard her words
0: she's just perfect she's managed to persuade the doctor to go and visit a small village in england that he doesn't want to go to solely because her granddad is there and there's no guarantee that her granddad's going to be like there when they actually manage to arrive because like the doctor (laughs) doesn't know how to pilot the TARDIS. it's a miracle he gets there
1: Mm, and that's never questioned.
0: Mm. That would have been a really
1: fun thing for them to question more. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think we've talked a lot about Tegan as wife. Yeah, before. just
0: refer to previous and... episodes about Tegan. Like she's just, I do, I do wish Perfect. she'd busted out herself, of, like escaping from being Queen of the May. Like she sort of does, but she gets some assistance, and it's like, you know, why did she put on all of that stuff? Like ju- just to have Janet Fielding wear a weird sort of pastoral May Queen outfit for the dads. <laughs> They could, could have been a better
1: dress. She could have just worn her same outfit throughout, mm. and yet. Um The other wife you've got listed here is, is yeah, Jane she's, Hampton. Yeah,
0: she just has a good vibe. Um, Similar to the lesbians mm. in Stones of Blood, but not quite as powerful because it's not as long and she's not in it as much.
1: Uh, and I like her yeah, outfit. And she doesn't have as much yeah, agency. I like her outfit. It is a good outfit. It's like an emerald. Yeah.
0: Emerald green sort of felt or tweed waistcoat and trousers. Um... Cool, sort of low bun. She's got she, grey hair. Dare I say, like academic? I'd like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. tracks. um
1: She wants people to stop doing war, which I'm always Absolutely. in favor of. Cool.
0: Yeah. Sorry for the short wife segment, guys. It's just not full of women. There's two women in it. There's two women in it. Maybe, maybe is the more than Malice some stories. Should we wife the big head? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> She's flexible. Look at her weirdly scuttling up the wall of the TARDIS and turning her head all the way round. That's appealing. That's sexy.
1: No- nothing says ideal partner like making people fight and kill each other yes, to feed yourself. nothing
0: says ideal partner like crouching in the corner of the ceiling. Like, fucking... <laughs> What's her name in hereditary? <laughs> well,
1: that's how I spend well, my evenings. What's her
0: name? Toni Collette.
1: <sighs> Never it's seen hereditary. Scary.
0: Um... I watched Cube 2 Hypercube with Alex yesterday, which was not scary. That was dreadful. Well, the (laughs) fuck is that? Well, Cube 1 is a film about people who wake up stuck in a cube, and it turns out the cubes are connected to other cubes that have traps in. Cube 2 Hypercube is about waking up in a cube, (laughs) and then they don't do anything for an hour and a half. Uh,
1: Me this morning?
0: Yeah, I'm always waking up in cubes. Um, behind the yeah, scenes, no, I like that. I like the the Malice's big green eyes too. They're very they're very peeling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm holding you hostage uh, in the uh, wife behind the scenes <laughs> until I wipe yes, them out. Just think, it scuttles up the wall of your home and it brings you a lovely <laughs> cup of tea, <laughs> crawling up the side of the staircase to bring you a lovely cup of tea in bed.
1: It it kidnaps people from three centuries ago. Just yeah, because, just to come
0: and say hello. Just, just because, to come and
1: say hello. Sometimes you don't need yeah. a reason. Yeah, thoughtful. <laughs> Today's science fiction so often becomes tomorrow's science fact. Behind the scenes this story had the working titles of war game and poltergeist imagine if it was a bigger story basically like war games 2 though Ah. imagine if instead of this this was just the continuation it just picked up at the end of war games with Ah. five dealing with that there we go now that's an idea now we're playing (sighs) with portals i
0: wonder if big finish has done like a war chief thing they must have done right
1: the other potential title was Poltergeist. I yeah, think, I, I reckon imagine. that that
0: would have been a copyright thing because the film Poltergeist was out at this point, I believe.
1: Was out by then.
0: Toby yep. Hooper, except Spielberg isn't took a massively, over it. Pol- and it has a really <laughs> shit segment in the uh, middle where they just explain what's going on the whole time. And it's like, no, stop it, stop explaining it. <laughs> so it's just like this episode. <laughs> yeah, then. in a way, these are both very similar to wow. Poltergeist. <laughs>
1: Um, a scene involving Tegan and the Doctor's re- oh, robotic companion no. Chameleon in a corridor in the TARDIS in part one oh. was filmed for this serial, but edited out before transmission due to the episode overrunning. It would have been the character's first appearance Incredible. since the King's Demons, and the character would not appear again until Planet of Fire We were. Truly, robbed, is this actually. available anywhere, or is
0: it just apocryphal that it exists? I I watched on Britbox. Oh well, the last the DVD, so did I? Stone, we'll have so to find I, out. We'll I have to find check. out. If um, if we can find it, it we will link form.
1: it on the twitter mm-hmm. so the story was one of two considered for this slot for this this story was one of two considered for this slot The other was The Darkness, which was also written by Eric Pringle and would have featured the Daleks. In the event, The Awakening was chosen over the Darkness due to Eric Sayward's forthcoming story featuring the Doctor's arch nemesis, Resurrection of the Daleks, which I think is a good choice. I do think that is,
0: I'm interested as to what The Darkness would have been about to do with the Daleks. Like, why would they consider two different Dalek stories in the same season? Was it like a one mm. or the other darling thing? Was it doing thing, something interesting? Or was it that it wasn't interesting enough? Was it that, like, I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering. So I know that Eric Pringle
1: had been playing about with ideas for Doctor Who yeah. for a while. So it could have just been like a fun concept he had. His agent was a previous Doctor Who ah. producer. I can't remember the agent's name off the top of my head. Um, so that's how he ended up getting this one made, but he didn't make any future stories probably because he didn't enjoy what Sayward did when editing his script. Um, In terms of what that darkness would have been um, it's either going to have been about a naughty glam rock band (laughs) thank you, or what happens if you are the mutant caged inside the Dalek and you see, you just see darkness that would have
0: been a fun one to go with I don't think that Classic Who would have gone there but I'm trying to look it up, but it just says that it it might have featured the Daleks which I find tantalizing yeah. interesting um, but yeah i hate man i mean obviously i like the daleks i'm glad that they decided to do this one where there's like a weird-ass stone monster in the wall i find that very interesting
1: yeah it fits nicely with a lot of other five doctors fifth doctor stories yeah. as well in terms of pff, parts of it can be quite bleak going back to the civil war having this war that couldn't be stopped if they'd actually taken the time to focus on the consequences yeah. of that would have fitted with the bleakness yeah. of Vives run, um, which sort of we discussed. That it was meant to be a four-part serial, but they cut it down to two in the early script editing stage because it didn't have the substance for a four-part. Episode, yeah, it's they interesting thought. that they
0: didn't suggest like inserting more plot. They instead went, oh,
1: oh, not even more plot. More just characters responding. Yeah,
0: like inserting more, just give them more space stuff, to breathe, or just thinking yeah. about the pacing. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I mean, I when I watched it this morning, I enjoyed it as a two-parter, but. Maybe that's partly because I was sleepy this morning, and God, oh, it was weird. I was very
0: much watch. like, "Oh, thank God, so. I only have to pay attention for forty-five minutes."
1: <laughs> oh, we're we're, we're, we're very, very sleepy, sleepy collectively. Next time
0: we're doing Invasion of the Dinosaurs, um, so I love Invasion Hell of the yeah. Dinosaurs. It's
1: very good. I'm gonna practice my pterodactyl Hell noise. Yeah. Um, one of the se- this is what we were talking yeah. about earlier. One of the sequences scheduled for the church was the arrival of the Doctor, Woolsey, and Will Chandler in a horse-drawn cart. For which a false lich gate had been erected by one of the long-time Doctor Who set dresses. This was the last <laughs> project that Doctor Who-related project that he worked on, and the last thing he made was this lichgate. At first, the horse was reluctant to approach Saint Bartholomew because his mare was grazing in a field nearby. The director decided to bring the mare inside the churchyard, out of shot, to encourage the animal to re- to behave as needed. Unfortunately, the cart horse then became so excited that, yeah. on the take, he followed the actors through the litch Gate, causing, destroying <laughs> it in the process. <laughs> Luckily, the necessary footage could be salvaged for use in the finished <laughs> episode, but this is apparently a regular on TV blooper shows.
0: I love that very much. Um, speaking of I... St. Bartholomew, though, uh, you know St. Bartholomew's whole mm. thing? Yeah. As a saint? Well, no, no, a I'm lot sure. of things. Like, St. Bartholomew, like, allegedly he went to India and all this stuff, but his martyrdom is that he got flayed alive um, and often Ooh. with depictions of Bartholomew whether it's in stained glass or as a statue it will be St Bartholomew and then over his arm will be his skin just over his arm like a, like a jacket oh boy Yeah, that's just a little a little uh-huh. bit of um, weird Christian iconography for you because I went to a St Bartholomew's for most of my teen years and there was one stained glass window where they had uh. St Bartholomew with his skin coat
1: his skin, yeah. lovely, his skin yeah, exactly. jacket that's yep. horrifying martyrdom is weird yeah, um, I went to a church called St. Jude's and I know that St. Jude is the patron saint of Lost Souls, Los which I always quite like as, as just a, a sentiment. That's the only saint I know, personally, with yes, friends. Yes, of course, we get absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my behind-the-scenes for okay. you. That is my offering to appease the behind-the-scenes lords for, for another week so they don't wake me in the middle of the night wanting <laughs> more secrets. No, we'll all go, except Shaw. Oh, just a
0: minute, I'm not going to miss all no, the No, Shaw. Have you never heard of female emancipation? Liz, this time I think he's right. What is go- what is going on? What is going on in this episode? <laughs> uh, the more I think about it, the less I know. It could be crunchier. It could be crunchier. It's like, it sort of spends so long explaining what's going on that nothing happens, and yet also at the same time it spends yeah. so much time having things happen that it doesn't explain what's going on. I don't know if that makes sense, but like...
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it tells you the stuff that doesn't happen. But it never tells yeah, you about like, the stuff that
0: does. Why is there a. T- like, it's psychic projections or whatever, but why is there a tiny, weirdo, fucked up malice in TARDIS? What's going on with Will Chandler? What's going on with Will Chandler? Why is there mind control in this? I, I watched that sitcom. Which, thank God. <laughs> you know we love him, Bingo, 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 <laughs> bingo.
1: Um, could it have been thematically stronger? What? Yes. It, the, the themes are. Eh? I guess he could have done... What would have been a fun move would have been... Because if you have the theme of the village, replaying it's past, and run over and over, putting something about Tegan's relationship with her granddad, maybe give him an obsession with yeah, something they, that
0: happened like in his spend, past. They, they, or she's obsessed with visiting their childhood and it's not real. They that he's her granddad. And then they have like two lines exchanged with each other. It's insane. Yeah. It, it, they, there's, there, there, there's space there that could yeah, be Yeah It feels like the first scene needs to be him going missing. <laughs> Or just something yeah. of him.
1: Just anything. Show, tell me who he is as a person. Rather than just a
0: guy who sits in a cupboard with Tarlow and occasionally bangs against the door a little bit with his <laughs> shoulder.
1: Because we've all done that. We've all had a big night in with Tarlow that ended in a cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the thematic thing it is, it is tricky, isn't it? It's like... The, it sort of draws on the discussion I wanted to have which is, is this folk horror? Because mm. it, it has so many... Yeah, shall we jump yeah, straight into we that jump conversation? One, but it has so many yeah. trappings of folk horror and so much stuff in it that feels like it's drawing from like an Mr. James story. But yeah, the, exactly. the atmosphere and the lack of theme means that it really doesn't feel like a horror story in the way that I think it's supposed to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, like... A, a
1: good folk horror story, even if it resolves, leaves you feeling slightly haunted because of what you've seen or experienced. Yeah, and it tends
0: to not explain where things have come from quite so emphatically as this one does. Like, yeah. obviously, the Doctor being present makes folk horror less folk, folk horror-ish. Like, Stones of Blood, the fact that the Doctor is there to solve things means that it's <laughs> slightly less...
1: Less folk horror what if they'd put the explanation of what the malice was in part two rather than part one so part one was surely there's no sci-fi explanation and it feels like folklore yeah
0: or if it was like like they, they don't find the bit of metal or whatever until episode two just like
1: yeah they find
0: this thing and then the doctor has to figure out what's going on like going well that is insane or yeah. he doesn't know and so he has to go and like look Have- it up in the tardis data bank yeah
1: because see see the malice without explaining what the malice is immediately, yeah, like knowing what a malice is. Let it be the spooky green like, wh- face. Why? Like, yeah,
0: and ugh, I mean we've talked about folk horror so much on this podcast, and we definitely know lots about it because it's something um, we care about. <laughs> but like I-, I compare this to Mr. James specifically because Mr. James often has this theme of like something buried deep beneath the earth that should not be uncovered. Which Mm. then causes, like, psychic consequences for everybody. So, like, for example, I watched the ghost story for Christmas, The Ash Tree, which has my boy Edward Petherbridge in it, um, who's playing this...
1: Oh, my plan for tomorrow is just catching up on the last several years of that.
0: What, Ghost Can't Story for wait. Christmas? Yes, track <laughs> take mid-off, all of that. Very good. But I, I my, the very one I watched excited. was from like the 70s. Um, And it mm-hmm. was... Edward Patherbridge is this this earl who goes back to his ancestral home after his, I think, his brother or his father has died. And there's this tree that keeps banging against his window. And he's like, oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. We're going to have to cut down this tree <laughs> Um, but he doesn't cut out the tree Mm -hmm. and then he goes to sleep in a different bedroom and he gets eaten to death by baby-headed spiders. (laughs) Um, and then they cut the tree down or, like, burn it down and they find that there's, like, a dead witch in the trunk of the tree. And the thing is, right is that i explained that in a way that made it not scary because i explained what happened which is what dr who did in this episode yeah. it doesn't build any <laughs> tension or atmosphere <laughs> around the mysterious things in this story because like the fact that it's a civil war reign where people are like being possessed by the history doesn't come across as scary at all even though that's terrifying english civil war was a terrifying time <laughs> Yeah,
1: for for many yeah. a reason. It would be really interesting if you'd seen how deep this possession went if people started losing their sense yeah, of the model like, self. Yeah, like very very like they stopped responding to Yeah. They could have got yeah, so Very brief of explanation
0: of the English Civil War for listeners who may not know. In the 1640s, um, everyone got really mad at Charles II, be- not, not Charles II, Charles I, um, because he was overreaching his authority as the king, and they tried to bound him in with Parliament, and then he didn't do it, and he shut Parliament down when he shouldn't have been able to, and he was generally being a bit of a tyrant. So, they started a war in an mm-hmm. attempt to topple him. And that was Oliver Cromwell and the Roundheads versus King Charles and the Cavaliers. They they eventually Yep.
1: Oliver Cromwell famous yes, Famous Puritan. Puritan.
0: This is the only time that Britain has had a republic in quotation marks, and Oliver Cromwell fucked it up for all of us mm. by being a horrible despot. Um <laughs> This, is, this why is why we why can't we have, nice have nice things, things part 47. Um, but it was a really bad time because people would be, like, within the, within a family would be, like, split along different lines, around heads Com- and cavaliers. And there was a lot of fighting. Yeah, the,
1: the, the modern equivalent yeah, is Brexit.
0: <laughs> yep. And there was, like, I think it was something like the highest percentage of... Um, british people died in that war of any war ever because it was all yeah. british people fighting against i would say british english people fighting mm. and then occasionally oliver Cromwell would go to ireland and do a war crime and then come back and you know all of that stuff
1: just i mean in a way that is a very english yeah, thing no, to exactly.
0: do <laughs> uh, sadly but yeah so the english civil war went on for nine years they decapitated charles mm. the charles the first uh instated oliver cromwell And he was in power. Can can I
1: can I jump in with a weird story? Theory that I used to live in a little house in the centre of Oxford, and it's it's this old stone stone cottage, Mm -hmm. um, quite out of sync with the rest of the houses because the rest of the area has been rebuilt, and it had um, 1648, I think, across the doorhead, which was during the Civil War, and the what was weird is that it was found on maps from 1625 and the 48 were in a different stone and a different style to the 16 um so the theory is because the house was lived in by the the mayor's family the theory was that the king visited it while fleeing ah. from a different part of the country and they changed the number to be there because that's when that's the king cool. visited yeah it was that's a no, that's a yeah. rumour story but I think it's a weird yeah. and interesting
0: but yeah it's a really interesting part of British history in like the sense of this sort of time where we were trying to understand because until this point England uh, I say believed in quotation marks in the divine right of kings and then after this point mm-hmm. sort of started to be a little bit less believing in the divine right of kings <laughs> um, yeah
1: this is this is post yeah, is Henry isn't it Henry VIII yeah yeah 'Cause he was the the, the the previous big religious yeah. shakeup and then you had everything that came after yeah. him, his little trifecta of yeah. terror.
0: But yeah, so like we're saying, we think that it needs to have a greater integration of the horror potential of these things that are happening, rather than just kind of having them happen and going, huh, that's weird. It is very much that replicating
1: this the this thing that I've seen without considering. Like the why demons. It works. <laughs> um Yeah, the demons is fucking amazing. Yeah. Apparently Pringle hadn't seen the demons when he wrote this and any parallels are completely coincidental.
0: But yeah, like yeah. finding this maybe if he had seen the demons it would be a better episode. He could have in the from it. you're like, "Oh, should that be the first scene of the episode and then we have to spend the whole episode wondering what on earth that thing was?" <laughs> Like, do we then mm. cut to ages later when suddenly the whole town is this Civil War reenactment thing, like, living history and the Doctor turns up and is like, what is going on? It is 1984.
1: Yeah, yeah. What if we started in the yeah, actual Civil it's, War?
0: There's a lot of possibilities here that they didn't do because it's two episodes, which I think is why we should be hired, to go back in time <laughs> and rewrite The <laughs> Awakening into a four-part <laughs> four episode.
1: Yep, we can we can give Tegan a, a rebirth back yes, from Lissa. Um... And that sort of uh, jumps onto your, your earlier point in the critique section.
0: Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> Reg- regardless of that. Okay, so it doesn't regardless. jump on. <laughs> like, like, we have Sorry. the what is going on discussion. We've had the is this folk horror discussion, mm-hmm. which is it is not folk horror. But it wants so badly. It
1: it gets a sort of like very wonky, you tried. The thing
0: where, and obviously the thing where they want to set the May Queen on fire feels very like Wicker Man, like. But they don't even go into what makes that scary. They just say it and
1: get. Taking out the situation you don't dwell on yeah, the fear yeah it's so
0: odd and like obviously this is way before the English Civil War but you're thinking about like the gunpowder plot and like Penny for the Guy burning Guy Fawkes mm. effigies like effigies generally are a very folk horror kind of thing so why aren't we focusing on that but we won't do it. We won't do it. Like imagine Speaking if there was of a cliffhanger a really... where we saw Tegan get loaded into god. the car and then we don't see her again until they set the bonfire yeah. and we go, Oh my god, is the cliffhanger that Tegan is burning alive? Episode three starts and the, the effigy is like slowly like crumbling into ash, right? Like <sighs> there's a lot of potential is what I'm saying. That'd be really good.
1: We should we should rewrite this episode. We should rework it significantly and pitch it to RTD <laughs> yeah. for you who. Um, but your point is how fucking awesome the malice so looks. Which is probably how they ended up in Life City.
0: <laughs> they just look so cool and like the weird fucked up little it's, baby lizard it malice. Is is great. Really cool. Like who did the production design on this, I must know? Ugh, Fuck, boy. I haven't done I haven't done Blake Seven. Damn it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna Do 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 you want me yeah, to riff, riff for a, a minute me. while you do Blake Seven? Okay, so um
1: gonna gonna take your points about how even the fucked up baby lizard mal- malice in the tardis looks kind of cool kind of cool and weird um, I kind of like... This is one of the things that, again, they could have expanded on, just that the, if the malice comes from a race that feeds on psychic projections, etc., why does it look so human? Is this a... It, but not human, mm. like lizard-esque, but the face is definitely mm. human-esque. Is this something it adopts to try and assimilate and try and be even less frightening whilst in its very fucked up form? I must know more about the psychology going on here. And
0: why those choices were in canon made? It is an interesting choice because um, obviously the malice comes from yeah. the Hackle Renaissance probe or whatever, and the Hackle residents—I don't even know what they look like. Um, like, like if it's based on that appearance or if it's based on just the ability to look at things, <laughs> you know, all the all the yeah. all the reference that we have for it is a picture of the malice. So, I think the idea is that the Malice looks like a Heikolian, right? But hmm. I mean, it looks cool as hell. <laughs> it looks very, very cool. cool. Um, but
1: yeah. Uh, my, my other point that I wanted to bring up in critique was should Will have stayed on as a companion? Yes or yes. Like a Mark II yes. Jamie coming back. Um, I enjoyed Will. Will has have been a really nice replacement for that sort of Adric character, but completely flipping it. So, Adric being the know it all, flip it to. <laughs> will who knows very very little um i just
0: think it would have been a really
1: fun addition to the yeah. team and they should have done great it great news
0: i found out who designed uh the malice it is tony harding who also designed canine
1: um really says that the oh malice a buddy one his, a friend the, uh, a mate.
0: malice was his favorite monster to create I'm like hell yeah nice I mean, understandably, he also worked on the BBC uh, Narnia things, Box of Delights, The Goodies, Really, Oh My God, those are
1: so embedded in my heart. Things,
0: so hell yeah, on that, nice. Let me get this straight: a thing that looks like a police box standing in a junkyard, it can move anywhere in time and
1: space. Yes,
0: quite so, but that's ridiculous. So, I just wanted to quickly mention the role of the English Civil War in the expanded universe. There's not a lot. Um, I thought there would be more than there was, but, you know, that's life. Um, Lady Penfort in Silver Nemesis was a cavalier. She supported Charles I. And she's also, like, evil and in league with the Cybermen. So, you know, take of that what you will about how we should feel about the monarchy. <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, do you, do you think by the time this episode comes out, they'll finally announce that the Queen's I just dead? think she's already dead. There's uh, one of the short trips is about... Someone who was in the Roundheads and then had repercussions from it when the oh, Restoration happened. Charles II came back. I didn't read it because I've been busy. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: very fair. Then
0: obviously there's the Roundheads, which I have started reading. Um, I'm just a slow goer on that at the moment because I had to reread Winter's Orbit first, and then I had to read Marvelous Light, and then I had to reread gideon the Ninth. It's been it's been a busy um, time. It's been a busy time rereading lesbian novels. (laughs) And then obviously some Civil War soldiers turn up in the Time Monster and shoot at Mike Yates and etc. And then a similar thing happened in the S1 finale of Torchwood, which is hilarious to me just because I always imagine things in Torchwood are are like 25% hornier than they are in the Time Monster. And the Time Monster is already a weirdly horny serial of Doctor Who. It is! So... Like, there's the OT3 energy with Benton and, Mm. uh, Stuart and the Doctor whose name, Ruth, I think. Um, and there's just the Brigadier, there's always the Master, always, there's all the Atlanteans, like, it's just a horny serial.
1: Yes.
0: Um, (laughs) and then I'm just briefly gonna go over Turlo's role in the Expanded Universe, which is less than I thought it was, actually, because I know he's been in a lot of audios, because Mark Strickson was in it from ground one, or from from day one. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, he's been in 25 main range audios, boy. Uh, which is, to be fair, about one eighth of the main range audios. So <laughs> that is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he was also in The Light at the End, which was the 50th anniversary audio that I do own and haven't listened to properly because <laughs> I got confused. He was in One Lost Story. Uh, he's been in two Companion Chronicles and two Audio Short Trips. And then book-wise, he is in two Virgin Missing Adventures, which includes the Crystal Bucephalus, which has chameleon. Chameleon, chameleon, Amazing. chameleon. Amazing. I'm Best glad. Guy. Finally, our boy Best is guy. getting
1: the the, the the page time he deserves. Yeah.
0: I do want to read the Crystal Bucephalus, but obviously just like reading books, as I've just There's mentioned. There's a lot of lesbian hot. books
1: to, to, to busy yes, yourself exactly. with. Yes, exactly.
0: Like, I genuinely, I look over, I've got my copy of Harrow that I need to finish rereading And just Still. today, I got, um I, I had my Waterstones Plus reward today, so I got the Jasmine Throne, which oh, I'm very excited about. Really Things about that. Yeah, same. Um, but yes, uh so he was in two VMAs, like I said, three past Doctor Adventures, one eighth Doctor Adventure, because everyone was in the eight doctor the eight doctors or whatever it is. Mm. He and was in and the in pear Earth. Tree and pear tree. Yeah, he was Sorry. in Tello and the Earth link dilemma. <laughs> which just has um I've posted a picture of the cover in it's the awful. document with just the subtitle They Massacred My Boy! <laughs> He looks, it looks so bad. He looks like somebody drew a square and then put Tello's face on it. Yeah, it's it's bad. bad. Um, he was in *Birth of a Renegade*, which was a Radio Times exclusive story. Mm. Um, which is included as a PDF on one of the DVDs. I think of *Enlightenment*, but sadly, I'm at my parents' house, so I don't have my access to my copy of *Enlightenment*. Damn. Um, but we can read that because that's like, that's that about the origins of somebody and it's got Susan in it and stuff like that. So it sounds nice. interesting. It was in one Doctor Who magazine short story, five Doctor Who adventures, not Doctor Who adventures. What's DWA? I wrote this down no, saying that I, saying that I would knew what it was. I think it might be annuals. Doctor Who annuals. Yeah. Five Doctor Who annual stories. Uh, one Doctor Who yearbook story, one decalogue, 18 short trips and one tale of terror. So he's been around. Um... But shockingly, there are not that many that have five Tegan and Tarlow. So I decided to just not read one this time. That's fair. Uh, As so we, that we said, it's been a time. We have so that we can talk about The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about The Witcher. So how much of The Witcher? Literally have you an episode
1: eight? and a half. I only care about Jaskier. I was happy yeah. whenever he was on screen and sad whenever he was not. So I gave up. I don't care about Henry Cavill at all.
0: That's very sad.
1: There's other characters I know, but there was a lot of Henry Cavill and I'm just like... I like yeah. Henry
0: Cavill because I just love that he's a shy little gamer. He's such a shy little gamer. Like, he's built his own rig to do gaming. I think that's so cute. <laughs> I was, he was um... in the Hellraiser game where they go into virtual reality, I think. <laughs> Um, Not a Hellraiser game, Hellraiser movie. Yeah, admittedly, Yaskier is perfect. And I did get to him in the most recent episode. I'm I'm, on episode four of season two. I did not finish season one because I did did not care for the warfare. I don't care for fantasy warfare unless it's Lord of the Rings when Aragorn turns up with the army of ghosts and they wreck all of those Nazguls and you're like, yes. Like, I don't care about any of it because every other fantasy story is like, you know, they understand that war is horrible and yet they're still like, they're all still starting wars all the time whereas in Lord of the Rings the whole point is they're trying to end the war and then never have one ever ever again you know Tolkien understands that war bad I wonder why Um, it's almost like everything he wrote is an allegory it's almost like everything he wrote is an allegory even if he will defend that and deny that to the ends of the earth but it's fine um but yeah so i'm on season two and i'm enjoying it a lot yennefer is perfect she and tris need to kiss on the on on the mouth and get married and live together in a little like you know cottage by the sea i think that would be good <laughs> also have you heard have you heard Yasky's breakup song from this season It's no. incredible oh my god it's so good it's called burn butcher burn <laughs> wow wait wow it's literally everyone's saying it's Yasir yes in his Speak Now era. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> okay, maybe I will have to
1: jump back on, on this horse.
0: Yeah, just skip to season two. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, and Siri is lovely. I like Siri. They massacred Eskel quite badly, but that's fine because I don't really care. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, one of the men died that didn't die in the books. Oh, well. Who cares? I'm sure I would care more if I had more attachment, but I, I, even <laughs> on The Witcher, I'm like 35 hours into The Witcher 3. I hey, haven't I've been met looking Eskil for, yet. It for
1: like a chunky game to play over the next few weeks. Maybe I should give The Witcher another go. I enjoyed it.
0: Maybe. And then like I, I just got. Uh, I just got Breath of the Wild. Ooh, so. I love Breath of the Wild. My problem is right that I'm not good at the boss battles. There are quite not a lot of those. Yeah, like I got to the end of the first Divine Beast, and I was like, "Oh, excellent!" But then there was a boss fight, and I was like, "Oh no," because I ex- I didn't realize you could use Cryonis to break the ice things that it hurls at you, so I'd run out of arrows. <laughs> oh so oh, i have to leave ideal. the divine i have to leave the divine beast to go and get some more arrows and that's an ideal
1: it's a beautiful game, there we are. they um, they yeah did recently release a couple of free updates for assassin's creed odyssey and valhalla nice. so i've been playing those and ugh, valhalla has yeah. just been do a very think- special game for me lately
0: yeah can i just like go and defeat all the divine beasts except for the boss battles like can i do that and then do the boss battles in theory the it's an open world bit? game you can do whatever the fuck you want Cause like I feel like like by that point I'll have found some better like swords and stuff, mm. and then I can get back to defeating Waterblight. Yeah, that sounds like something <laughs> you should be able to do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure other people who are normal like know how to play the game, but I'm not normal, and I'm proud of that. <laughs>
1: you are not a pro. Um, you you are not Henry Cavill levels of pro gamer.
0: I wonder if, like, if you had to cast one Ooh, <laughs> person, on. one person from The Witcher to be a companion, whether it's the character as a companion or the actor playing a new companion. I mean, Joey Bates would it be? Yeah, it's Joey Bates, isn't it? I already tweet. I already Bates, messaged Basie, this to you one. earlier. You did. And, like, and Joey Bates right. is the companion, and Anya Chalutra is the doctor. And you're like, yeah, no, that, would actually, that would be incredibly good. good. <laughs> I mean,
1: I I would watch it anyway, but I'd watch that. Do we want to make this I just like that. a thing that we've cared about, Corner? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah things, this is things nice. that you cared about recently corner because like you know we, we discuss our lives but sometimes you know we, we, we don't get to spend enough time going I went to this charity shop the other day and bought 12 DVDs icon <laughs> hero for the ages yeah hang on I have them in a bag right here yes what did you get give I us got, the review uh, Throne of Blood by Akira Kurosawa. I was very pleased with this. I got two Kurosawas from this charity shop for 33.3 pence each, because it was three for a pound. And the day before I'd been to CEX and got a copy of Yojimbo by Akira Kurosawa for five pounds. Wow, so, okay, good deal. Same series. Uh I got the Hateful Eight, which is a Tarantino, so you know, I-, I take my Film Bro sins. Uh The Black Cat, which is Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi in this like Ooh. horror movie from the 30s. Uh, um. Journey's End which is just to continue my uh. slightly obscure World War One movie so How DVD many versions collection. of Journey's End do you need to own? I only have <laughs> this is the World War I story I know I, <laughs>
1: uh, I don't actually own season
0: 4 of Doctor Who so um... then we have The Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa The Original Invasion of the Body Snatchers The Adventures of uh, Robin Hood with Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland Nice Victor Hugo's The Man Who Laughs which has got, uh, Conrad Veidt in it, The Mask of the Red Death, Mad Max 2, Splinter, uh, The Hands of Orlac*, and nice. I think I had another one, but I can't remember what it was. I've, I've got a lot, is what I'm saying. It sounds like you had a good day. Yeah, it was amazing. I, like, that was the day, like, two days after I had gone to CEX, traded in my phone, and bought Breath of the Wild. That was good, and I got like twenty quid more for my phone than I thought. What have you been enjoying recently? I have been
1: enjoying crap. Again, we've recorded this in December. I've been enjoying good. Christmas movies because I love me some Christmas movies. We yeah. watched Last Train to Christmas with Michael Sheen, <laughs> which is Michael Sheen's time ta- travel Christmas train movie. Each okay, carriage he what? goes through takes him forwards or backwards decade in his life. Um, so he plays. Yeah, <laughs> when is the? It, it came from? out three days ago. Oh my god! Is it's on, on Now TV
0: um Ooh. but you can get a
1: decent i I always get myself a now tv trial on a new email don't sue me now tv for the yeah. holidays just so I can watch more movies than I usually do um, Makes sense. it's really really fun he plays like a sleazy club owner um, <laughs> and then he goes forward a decade and realizes he's washed up goes back tries to change it and he's going back for, for, further back and further forward to try and make things have the better outcome it's really it's a fun take on the the christmas reflection and the quality of your life movie so yeah, I would that highly recommend that and I've just been watching more of my ghost shows because I've had the time to. Nice. So, so nice. yeah, trying to get back into some more reading. It's it's going slowly. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed the this year's October version of Hellebore, the folk horror zine. Ooh. Highly recommend Hellebore if you are into folk horror. They've had six issues out now and they've also got a travel guide to the occult history of Great Britain, which I am enjoying dipping into. So yeah,
0: that, that, That's those, those are exciting. things that have brought me joy lately.
1: This could nice be a really place, fun nice. segment for episodes where there are stories where we haven't yeah. dig dug it.
0: You know, I just remembered something I was going to talk about. Go on. Um, so you know how this story is about Civil War reenactors? Really? Um, I was in, uh, I was an extra in an episode of Lewis, which was also about Civil War. Oh reunators.
1: my god! Because you were, a so- I think you've told the story before on the on the pod.
0: Yeah, probably. But I just wanted to bring it up quickly. So we uh, like, that was should. also the morning that my dad drove into a hedge. So it's it's a significant <laughs> day in my life. <laughs> Are the two events related? Yeah. Um. And I got free spaghetti from Craft Services, so that That's was good. It wasn't good. good spaghetti, but it was free, so I <laughs> ate the whole. Amazing.
1: I because they film Lewis and Morse in and and Endeavour in Oxford, which is where I live, work, survive. Wow. Enjoy. Really? I you've never mentioned. Uh, yeah. That before. I know. D- just just to n- top secrets being revealed today. Um. There was one time they were filming Endeavour on my walk home and I had my headphones in, didn't realise I'd walked through a, a shot, which I did <laughs> because I had blue hair at the time and I don't think they could use that in Endeavour. So Fantastic. So that, that's my adjacent story. Cool.
0: Love shall it. Shall Love we it.
1: go down to the rankings? Sounds um, good to me. I think mine has to be three exploding churches out of. Wow. Oh no, we do X of the week first. Don't yeah, we? X
0: of the week first. Oh god, damn it. X of the week. My X of the week <laughs> is going to be um, <laughs> is going to be unintentional literary illusion of the week, which is that um, them replacing Tegan with the straw Queen of the May reminded me of the Double Dare gang story Penny for the Guy, where someone nearly gets put. On oh the wow. <laughs> cool i recently um double die gang is a book that i loved in like year five or six and i recently was teaching in a year six class and they had a copy of it on the bookshelf so of course i immediately (laughs) went to the bookshelf and took it to read during reading time very good stuff one of my favorite horror stories ever in that
1: um i think my ex of the week is gonna be oh boy a blooper of the week with with that (laughs) destroying the lich gate oh absolutely absolutely I i think that's golden
0: Six degrees of like seven. So uh, we got a degree of two this week, which is that uh, Keith Jane, who was uh, Will Chandler in this story, The Awakening, was in a 1975 episode of Survivors called Corn Dolly as a character called Mick. Now, Survivors, of course, is Terry Nation's sort of TV project. In between Doctor Who and Blake 7, so it was created by Blake 7, as uh, created by Terry Nation, who also created Blake 7, so that is a degree. Of two, I am going to watch Survivors eventually, but as with everything Terry Nation created, it's bleak. Dennis Lil, who was also in this episode uh as one of them, was also in 24 episodes of Survivors, so that's another degree nice. of two. <laughs> Lots Sounds of people like were in
1: Survivors, as it seems. Terry oh, yeah, he was hu- a... he was Hutchinson. Sounds like Terry has like his his crew.
0: Yeah, his, his sort of cadre of, of actors. His buddies. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's The Six Degrees. Nice, I you. forgot about it until ten minutes ago. So. And yeah, <laughs> nobody would have known. Thanks, Aim, for covering for me. <laughs> now
1: we do out of five. I'm going to make it three exploding churches out of five. It wasn't a brilliant episode, but I enjoyed it all the same, so it gets fun points.
0: I'm going to give it two and a half widening cracks in the church foundations out of five. Very I did like fair. it, but I don't think it was... I think objectively I would consider it a 2.75, so in order to average that. out... That's happy, happy with that. This also happened yesterday when we were rating cube 2 hypercube. I gave it half a star, <laughs> and Alex gave it one star, so that we could average it as 0.75. <laughs>
1: Um, where are we putting it in the overall, overall ranking? Rankings. Oh no, it's up. going to be a low one. Looking at the the quality,
0: yeah, no, I think it is going to be a low one.
1: Um... I'd probably put it below Claws of Axos.
0: Yeah, no, definitely below Axis and above Destiny. Because yeah. there are elements of other stories below there that I liked more, but as a whole, I liked this yeah, story more. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So it is at place 31 out of 38. And where does it fit on the on the big list of things? Let's have a prediction. Where do you think out of 200, The Awakening went in 2009? Ooh, 179. I'm going to say 140. Awakening. 110. What the, mm.
1: what the fuck what the fucking so it's, that is ranked higher than the time monster it's yeah. ranked higher than the two doctors it's ranked yeah. higher than the rescue yeah. it's, ranked it's ranked higher, higher than battlefield than of death. it's ranked significantly <laughs> higher than best episode ever made the mutants which yeah. is still not at the
0: top of our list and yet it is It is in between the pirate planet and the seeds of death the moon base is two spaces Ugh. below uh, uh, what? It's below the Rebos operation by five points. It's below the Santaran experiment by seven points. Like what, who? Who? I know who made these choices, but who made these choices? People have such weird biases. <laughs> and I didn't read the novelization. I thought fair. about it, and it, I it,
1: it is it is the holidays as we record this. So yes. I think I think you can get a free pass for that. Ooh. Thank you. Very My turn much. to outro. Yes, I believe so. Thank you so much for joining this as we woke up to what was really going on in this story. <laughs> and, um, if you want to get in touch tell us who is the most unbreakable companion or just tell us how <laughs> much you love us you can get to us on twitter at polaritypod or on tumblr at polaritypod.tumblr.com um, you can find us individually on twitter as well rosie is at dot sayers and i am at aimtellsstories that's a-y-m tells us stories
0: and um rate and review us on itunes and spotify and
1: spotify yes please um please give us a good rating as well because we think we make a very good show
0: Uh, and we do we're right that we do (laughs) self-confidence
1: we do make a good show as ever have a lovely week and enjoy thinking about how gay doctor who is next time we're going to be talking about some invasion of the dinosaurs